You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church at church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. So as we were preparing for this sermon series, my daughter, Macy, she's eight years old. Uh, we were working on some of the graphics. She came and looked over my shoulder and she said, what's that? And I said, uh, I said, what's it say? And she looked at it and she said, losing my, and then she squinted really hard because that helps you read words you don't understand. And she said, re-long. And then I laughed and then I helped her sound out the word religion. And then she asked the inevitable question. So what does that mean? And so I had to think, you know, I know how to explain religion, how to define it, but how do you explain it to an eight-year-old? And so finally the de- definition I came up with was just it's, it's the way we act out our faith. And why would we want to lose that, right? Why would we want to lose that? Do we, do we want to quit acting out our faith? Of course not. But the thing is, is when we talk about religion in this context, what we're talking about are those methods and traditions and uh, th- those just ways that, that we people you know, do our best to reach out to God or to follow Him or to make Him happy. But at the end of the day, that's it's still just a, a man-made system of reaching God, right? And if there is a God that's out there, and he, he, He's the kind of God that we would want to reach, and He's the kind of God that wants us to reach Him, I don't think the way we're going to reach Him is is us coming up with a way, like we talk about before. It's, it's just my religion, and you know... But that's where Jesus is different, okay? Jesus didn't come to start another religion, I don't believe. I don't believe he came to start another religion. He came to break down the walls uh, that were between man and God. Not so that we could find a new way to work ourselves up, you know, where we could reach God. But that, that the way, the pathway between us and God was wide open. That's what Jesus came to do, is to break down those barriers. Not to bring us a new kind of religion, but to bring us something better than religion, something more than just religion. You see, religion has failed a whole lot of people. It's it's hurt a lot of people, and it's failed a lot of people. But Jesus has never failed. I believe that. Jesus has never failed us once. And so we can't put our faith in religion and just the traditions and the 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 formulas and the the doctrines and all that. We have to put our faith in Jesus. You see in the book of Exodus, there's a story about the the people of Israel and and they had been slaves in Egypt and God had used Moses to to come and to to perform all kinds of miracles that actually got them out of slavery in Egypt. And and then God, in the form of a cloud, uh, led them through the wilderness and and then as fire by night led them, uh, you know, through the wilderness and split the Red Sea open uh, where they could walk through the middle of it. Uh, and he fed them and took care of them and, and saved them some, from some battles. And then they wind up at the foot of this mountain, and God calls Moses up the mountain to, to, to have a conversation with him, to talk to him, and for them, them to talk about uh, what it is, that, how they're going to live differently, and how they're going to interact with God differently than the people around them. And the people, they have to consecrate themselves. They have to, to make sure that they're ready, you know, for, for what God's about to do. They have to make sure they're, they're clean and pure and all those kind of things and uh, before it even happens. And they, they spend uh, several days praying and, and waiting on God. And then the, the time actually comes and Moses goes up in, into the mountain. And there's this cloud that sits down on the mountain with fire and, and thunder and 
And so there's a sound of a, a horn, a trumpet inside, and, and Moses goes up into this cloud and disappears, you know, to everyone on the ground. And uh, he goes in there and, and he, you know, he receives all the, the different, the, the Ten Commandments and all the different uh, laws and rituals and all those kind of things that they're going to they're gonna live out. But while that's going on, it goes on for 40 days and 40 nights. And while that's going on, the people down on the ground, they get a little bored and they, they begin to, you know, you know, this isn't exactly what they expected God to be like. They were used to the miracles and all the hype and all the, the crazy things that were going on. And they, they, they call Aaron, who's like Moses' second, second in command, and they say, Aaron, you know, make us a God to go before us. You know, and so Aaron makes this, this uh, idol. He makes a, a golden calf, and they, they fall down and they worship it. And we, you know, as Christians, I think sometimes we look at, look at that and we're like, we're not really worried about that. You know, of the Ten Commandments, the, the second one about not making any, any uh, idols or images, you know, th- that we worship. That's never one that really probably makes us bat an eye at because, you know, that's kind of barbaric and old school to, to worship some sort of, you know, idol. That's weird. Uh, we would never do that, would we? Or have we? Y- you see, the real issue here wasn't that they just made a cow. You know, that's not the problem. Uh, the problem was is that they wanted to reshape God to fit their box, to fit what they wanted. They wanted to make their own religion. You know, they wanted to reshape it because they were, they were tired of waiting on something real and they just wanted to settle for some religion, you know, because that was easier. That was easier because they were, they were on a tight schedule. You know, they had some places to go, people to see, things to do, and they didn't have time to sit and wait on God or Moses to even come back. And so often that's what we do. When, when our faith gets hard, we just settle for what's easy. Instead of pressing in for what's real, you know, we just settle for religion. And so I think maybe, you know, sometimes we want to do what the people of Israel did in this story is we want to reshape God just like they did. You know, so we'll have a God that, that we can carry around with us whenever we need him. But, you know, whenever it's more inconvenient, we can leave him at home. You know, a God that we can visit once a week and proclaim how awesome he is and then go about the rest of the week and, you know, act like we're the center of the universe. A, a God that we can use to intimidate others uh, in, a, in a fight, but whenever uh, the battle's over, he can be easily ignored. You know, a God that we can use to speak against other people, but a God that can be silent whenever it comes time to talk about our shortcomings. A God that we can learn about and understand, but not a God that we can really know. In a world as busy and as self-focused as our own, it is so easy to want to jump to religion, to, to our own religion, where we can reshape God to fit our mold. You know, I think we have a lot more in common with these, these people than we think because they were people that were enslaved, that were, that were miraculously brought out of that, that an amazing event had occurred in their life where they went from being a slave to being free. And God had done a, a, miracle, a miraculous work in their life. And taking care of them. He had fought for them. He had stood by them in such hard times. But still, they settled for just religion, for just going through the motions, for just just a cookie-cutter outline of what faith could be and what Jesus truly intended for us to have. So why settle for just religion when you can have something real? 
why do people do that? I'm, now, religion isn't all bad. Organized religion isn't. You know, um, you know, uh, this is going to seem out of, out of the blue, but Steve Jobs, right? He or Apple, they invent the iPhone, right? They didn't have to go back and you know create touchscreen technology or or processors or microchips or uh, create speakers and you know even like cell phone technology. They do all that. They they could just use all that and create something that was amazing when they created the the smartphone they, they were able to create something that that we'd never thought of before and because using what people had done before them they were able to use that and and do something that we'd never thought of to go further than we ever imagined and that's how society works right is we 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 go forward by by relying on what people have done before us and so sometimes religion can work like that you know we can look back to the teachers and leaders and preachers and the, the theologians and the, the philosophers that have come before us that, uh, that you know, look to their, their sermons and their lectures and their, their ideas and their thoughts. And we can, we can build on that. You know? we, can, we can progress forward through that. We can, we can take the steps. We can sing the songs. We can pray the prayers. You know? we, can, we can do all the traditional things. And we can use that to go further in our faith than we ever could have if we were just if it was just me or you alone in a room with a Bible, right? We can go so much further than that. But unlike science or technology or mathematics, we can't formulate our faith. Because no matter how far we go, no matter you know how, how great our faith is, if we don't go back, if we don't go back and have that connection that's right at the heart of it, we don't have that connection to Jesus, the connection to God that we need, if we don't have that relationship, it doesn't matter. Because when our faith becomes just a formula, that's when we know we've just got religion. When it just becomes tradition, when it just becomes us doing the things we've always done, just because we've always done them, that's when we know we've lost it. We've, we've lost that, that real thing that we once had. And we need to dig back to that center. But we need to dig back to that place where we're connected with God again. So what have you got? Have you got something that's real? Or have you just got religion? I mean, are you just going through the motions? Have you, have you just gotten to a, a, you know, a holding pattern? Are you just uh, doing the same things you've always done? Uh, are you just doing the things that, you know, that mom and dad ingrained in you? Or is there a reason you're doing that? Is there something real? Is there a fire burning behind that that's pushing you forward, that, that's, that's making you, uh, you know, reach out towards God more? Tim Keller said this. He said, revivals and renewals are necessary because the default mode of the human heart is works righteousness. You see, if you look back at the history of the church, and you'll see that time and time again, this happens multiple times, you see people who have found that religion has failed them. They find that, that their, their, what they had is dead. And so they, they, instead of just abandoning the faith altogether, they get down on their hands and knees and they begin to pray. You know, they begin doing that hard work of, of, of climbing the mountain like Moses did and digging into the presence of God and, and calling out to him. And, and God begins to show up and lives are changed. Churches are planted. Miracles happen. And this is what we call revival. This is the, you know, that, that season where, where God is doing something fresh and new. That's what people usually refer to as revival. And then what happens is, is that goes on for a while until it just becomes just something people are doing just because they've always done it. And so it begins to die down again. And then, you know what, we need another revival. That's what, that's what happens is because, because we're the kind of people 
humans are just in general. Like what Tim Keller said, he said that, you know, that, that we're the kind of people that we, we really base how we feel about ourselves and we find our, our worth and how good we're doing and how good we are at being good. And that's not what Jesus expected us to be at all. He expected us to, to, to have a relationship with him. And because of that, he's, he's reworking the way we, we work and making us better at being humans because of that relationship with him. So that cycle just repeats over and over again where we, we get to the spot where we need that revival. And I feel like we're there again. I feel like as a society, as the church, not just our church, I feel like the church as far as across the whole world, uh, we need that. Our, our country, our, our world needs that revival, that refreshing of, of God's presence, of his movement, of his spirit. And so, you know, we need that. So where does that come from, you know? Um, how do we move beyond religion? How do we get there? And I believe it's through revival. It's through not, not you know, sometimes when I say revival, some old schoolers, you think about, you know, going to church every night, you know, and hearing a preacher preach some fire. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the church waking up, the church getting on their hands and knees and praying um, as we're doing on Tuesday nights now at the building, you know, being part of that um, you see, in this story in Exodus, the, the, the people, they were stuck on the ground, okay? Uh, they were stuck on the ground, and Moses got to go up in the presence of God, and they were stuck at the bottom of the mountain. And so throughout the Old Testament, actually, it kind of, if you, if you read it, you'll kind of notice that, that God kind of has that special relationship with just, it seems like just one person, whether it's Abraham or Isaac or, or, or Jacob or Moses or whoever, it seems like he has that one relationship with that person. But then there's a lot of people that are just stuck, you know, just watching it happen. There's a lot of people that are able to just that are able to just listen and to follow along, but aren't able to have that connection, that relationship. And so what what changed? You know, a lot of people look at the Old Testament, the New Testament, and say like, well, God, it sure is acting different in the Old Testament than He does in the New Testament. Why is that? It's not that God changed. It's that that our relationship has changed. Jesus changed that. The cross changed that. And, and yeah, he acts different because our relationship's different. That's, that's just how it works, is he, he changed things. Jesus changed things, and now God interacts with us in a different way. And so that means that it's not just Moses that gets to go up the mountain. That means that we're all invited. We're all invited to climb the mountain. We're all invited into, into that cloud of, of God's presence whenever we want to. Uh, he, he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us at all times, and He wants that relationship with us. And just like Moses, to sit and, and wait and listen for Him and to go about our lives and to hear His voice and to, to be able to, to work and move and perform miracles in our everyday life. And so that's what's offered to us. Okay, we can have that or we can have religion. Which would you rather have? Would you rather just go through the motions? I, I won't lie. Religion's a lot easier than relationship. Religion is a lot easier than, than something that's real. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have something that's real or would you rather have religion? Let's, let's decide today that we want something real. So can we pray together? Whether, you know, I'm talking about the relationship with God and that sounds awesome and you've never had that relationship and you'd like to have that, uh, today that's open to you. Or maybe I'm talking about the relationship with God and it's something you used to have, but it's, the fire's gone cold, you know, and you need that again. Let's, let's pray today and let's believe that God is going to
to do something. Let's pray for revival, for, for, a, a, for the old religion to pass away, for our old habits and just, just the deadness of our religion to pass away. And let's define what he wants us to do. Let's find Jesus. Let's find the, the true religion. Let's find the real thing today. So let's pray. God, we thank you for all the many ways you've blessed us. And we thank you that you invite us into a relationship with you. We thank you for, for, for Jesus for coming and for dying for us and to, to open up uh, that pathway between us and God. And we, we thank you for uh, being able to have this relationship. And so God, today, we want that relationship, God. We, we, we want to move into that relationship with you. And uh, God, if there's some way that we've, we've you know, gotten stuck in our old ways and we've gotten just into a habit instead of really having something real, God, I pray you relight that fire in our hearts this morning, God. I pray that you do something, something big in our lives, God, something that, that only you could do. I pray you do the impossible and you would work a miracle in our lives, God. And let us see that we can move beyond just, just going through uh, the day-to-day, just doing the things that we've always done. And God, that we can have a relationship with you. We can have something real, God. And I thank you for all the good things you've done and all the things you're going to do. And I praise you for all the amazing things you're doing at 2911. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. If you need prayer, we'd love to pray with you. You can email our prayer team at prayer at church2911.com or text us at 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting church2911.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. Thanks for listening to the 2911 Sermons Podcast. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.